This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Eat With Ali podcast. Today's episode is all about compulsive exercising and its relation to eating disorders. This has been a very highly requested episode, so here I am. Hello, hi, let's eat with Ali. TM. So today we will be talking about what compulsive exercising is, who it may affect, signs and symptoms of the compulsive exercising, what is considered the diagnosis, and ways to treat the excessive exercising. So then quickly before we get into that, I'm going to say what I'm proud of myself this week. Ali being a chef, I've been experimenting with different meals and like finding some sort of inspiration and then making it my own. And I'm proud of myself for having great ideas and mixing foods together and creating wonders. And it's yummy and I'm loving it. And this is the Eat With Ali podcast, so... Yeah, it checks out. So I'm very happy and everything is really nice. I actually really enjoy cooking. I'd say that's one of my fun hobbies. <laughs> and yeah, it makes me feel calm. It makes me feel relaxed and I get to listen to stuff while I cook and obviously smell nice things and then eat it afterwards. I honestly really enjoy it. And I was about to say it's such a vibe, but then that reminded me of something that happened on the weekend because I don't really say things like it's a vibe. But I guess the story that I'm about to share makes that statement almost unbelievable. Anyway, let me quickly fill you in. We were playing Wii Sports. No, it's not called Wii Sports anymore. What's it called? Switch Sports, like the Nintendo Switch version. And someone took a really good shot. And I said, oh my gosh, slay. I've never, well, I probably have, but I've never not recently in the past long ass time said slay and it just it exploded out of my mouth and for the rest of the night <laughs> everyone was just going yeah slay what a hit slay and I'm like, oh it was awful i had a headache by the end because it was fucking hilarious but it was where did slay come from where please tell me i said it with such passion as well like i was feeling truly feeling that sleigh and that joy of such a wonderful hit of the ball and i decided then and there that that was going to be my villain origin story because all night i just heard sleigh oh my god sleigh and yeah didn't put me off my a game though i'm, I'm, I'm really good at playing 
and I'm just good at doing everything. Nah, I lost some rounds, but it was it was fun. They might have tried to bring me down by saying slay every 10 seconds. But I still did a really, really great job at playing. You know what? I was slaying, so I'm going to own it. And I don't even remember how on earth this came into topic. But yeah, that was something fun on the weekend. What did you do? What are you proud of yourself for this week? And you know what? I'm just thinking about it now. And you've heard it here first. I am going to start a separate TikTok account about the food I make because it is that fun it is that yum and they're not all the healthiest but remember it's about portion control still love and enjoy eating and food and yada yada so I'm going to start a separate TikTok account specifically for the yummy yum yums that I make to share it with you guys so you can try it at home okay (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so excited hold on I'm gonna make it right now because what do we do we make those actions My soft action was saying, oh my god, yeah, I'll start this account, slay. And my hard action is going and creating it and posting it. Actually, no, I can even say that the soft action is creating the account and the hard action would be posting my first video. So stay tuned for that. But right now, I'm going to create that account right now. So get keen for some fun, loving, awesome recipes. To be fair, I don't really measure much unless... You know, when I say that I'm taking inspiration from other recipes. So unless I'm looking at another recipe, I don't really take note of the measurements that I make. So I'll make sure to show you how much I put it in. But technically, it comes down to preference. But pretty much it comes down to taste preferences. So whatever feels good to you, whatever tastes good to you, whatever excites you to go back into that kitchen and have something. We're going to start this hobby with portion control. Okay. Because that's where the control is. It's in the title. And it allows us to enjoy our food and still love ourselves. And then also find a new talent out of it. Who knows? You can be the next master chef. And I used to make these videos just for fun. But now I'm going to put it out there to hopefully spread the word that we can literally love food and eat it and enjoy it. And also love our bodies and our minds still. They can live together in harmony and peace. Okay? So remember that with my new account, that it's this new inspiration, that's its new purpose. Okay, so I just made it and the account is called Eating With Ali. Wow, how original. Now we're trying to stick with the Eat With Ali franchise, company, whatever you want to call it. And so here with the Eat With Ali, we are learning how to eat without the disorder. And then with Eating With Ali, we are literally going to be eating together the yummy foods. So there you go. Makes sense. Thank you. So enjoy and I'll post a video soon. By the way, I'm not much of a presentation kind of gal. So what you see is what you get, but it tastes good. Okay. I'll link the account in the description below as well. So easy access. Get ready for some yummy food. That majority of the time will be healthy anyways and taste so good. <sighs> and without further ado, let's get into today's episode compulsive exercise and its relation to eating disorders. Let's go. So we all know that exercising is generally a good thing for us. So we all know, generally speaking, that exercise is really good for us. It helps release happy endorphins. It increases our energy levels. It helps our mental health, our brain health, and our memory. It helps with our muscle strength. It helps us boost our endurance. 
and it helps reduce risks of major illnesses. An example of that could be heart disease, strokes, and type 2 diabetes, just to name a few. But, but, there is also a dangerous side to it, and that is obviously coming into the over-exercising side to things. So some people can even start off with having good intentions about exercising, but it then can lead into losing control, which leads to the excessive exercising. So compulsive exercising can take place for multiple hours every day, no matter if there is an injury, an illness, and it will be prioritized always, even if it means neglecting your family, your friends, your partner, and other daily activities. But we'll get into more signs and symptoms about excessive exercising soon. So what is compulsive exercising? It can also be known as excessive exercising and exercise addiction. So if you hear me jump between those names during this podcast, that's why. So compulsive exercising is when a person is driven to too much exercise. And just as we said before, it doesn't matter if there's an injury, an illness, the weather will not stop them. And it interferes with important life activities and can occur during inappropriate settings and times. So then if this person doesn't have the opportunity to exercise, they will become stressed, anxious, irritable, feeling guilty, and even depressed. Keep in mind though that those signs are pretty broad because people could generally just miss their workout that morning and be like, damn, I would have loved to go to that Pilates class or go for that run, whatever it is. And some people love starting off the day or finishing the day with, you know, that happy feeling when you exercise. So it's fair to say that some people that don't have exercise addiction just clearly like the feeling. And if they don't get it, they're like, damn, that would have been nice. But it comes more to the stage where you're, you're putting yourself down and giving yourself a hard time and just and your whole entire life is affected by the fact that you didn't get this exercise in for one day. Because shit happens. Sometimes things will come up. We can't always get it in. Obviously, it's good to get it in, especially if it's in your routine in a healthy way. And so these signs are generalized. So exercise addiction may not apply to everyone that feels this, but this is just stuff to look out for. Routines are awesome to get into and exercise is obviously good for us and our happiness. But then it becomes more dangerous of a territory when you rely on the exercise to eat and If you don't exercise and you have to eat, it just fills you with all this guilt and shame and all of the horrible feelings that we're trying to get rid of. So compulsive exercising is feeling discomfort when you're not exercising. So, you know, you're having inactivity or you're resting. It's constantly withdrawing from your social circle and your family, your friends to exercise more. It is when you use exercise as your permission to eat. It is when you try to exercise in secret as well. And it's when you constantly put yourself down for not working out hard enough and not pushing yourself enough and not running fast enough, not going fast enough. So when a person exercises too much that it negatively affects their physical and mental health, this is when it starts to become compulsive exercising. And compulsive exercising often happens in correlation to eating disorders. It is that uncontrollable need and desire to exercise. So when it relates to eating disorders as well, depending on whether or not exercise has been done for the day, it will either make a person eat nothing at all or really, really limit the calories and just amount of food that they're eating based off their exercise. So it becomes dangerous and unhealthy when you rely on exercise to eat. 
or when you overexercise to compensate for the food that you have eaten, or you overexercise to change your appearance. And you can define compulsive exercising as valuing exercise as the top priority in your life that it interferes with work, school, sleep, personal health and social functions. And if anything interferes with your exercise, mental health hell is about to break loose. It will make you anxious, depressed, stressed, irritable, all of the stuff we just talked about. Compulsive eating can lead to higher levels of psychological distress, obsessive compulsiveness, chronic negative effect, and also body dissatisfaction. I won't go into body dissatisfaction because I have a whole episode on that. It is episode number nine. And over-exercising can cause a lot of damage. Physically, it can cause stress fractures, dangerously low heart rates, reproductive dysfunction, and osteoporosis. It can also cause electrolyte imbalances because even if you're drinking a lot of water, food is still necessary for hydration. Psychologically, it can contribute to insomnia, anxiety, and depression. And socially, it can lead to social isolation and impact relationships in your life. Overexercising is a very common symptom of people with an eating disorder, and it can actually develop and promote the eating disorder even more, which obviously we don't want. We love exercise, we love food, but we don't love the disorder. Fuck off disorder. So, who can exercise addiction affect? It can affect anyone, but there has been a link made between the following traits and conditions. So it includes people with eating disorders, perfectionism, neuroticism, which is being in a long-term negative and anxious emotional state, by the way. It's related to narcs, which I mean narcissists, and also people with obsessive compulsive traits. So some signs and symptoms of overexercises are as follows. We talked about a few of these before, but just to summarize this in a whole list. This includes people that won't skip a workout, whether or not they're tired, sick, the weather is just off its chops, uh, if they're injured, when they're frequently missing out on family events, social events, in order to exercise. It's when someone calculates how much they need to work out based off what they ate. It's when they'll eat less in a day because they know that they can't work out this day. It's when exercise is prioritized over everything in someone's life. It's having the feelings of really intense depression or anxiety, irritability, guilt or distress if they're not able to work out. It's feeling high levels of discomfort or distress during periods of rest or inactivity. It's using exercise as a way to manage or suppress a person's emotions. It's when the person has the mindset to exercise simply to quote-unquote get rid of the food or the calories eaten. It's when exercise is used as permission to eat. Wrong, we're going to eat food, we love food, and we're going to chef with Ali too. It's when exercise becomes a secretive behavior in order to hide it from others as to just how much you are exercising. It's when someone overtrains. It's the feelings of not being good enough or fast enough or not pushing yourself hard enough. It's having all or majority of your thoughts preoccupied with exercise or your weight. It's exercising even more if the person has eaten a bit more that day. It's when someone bases their self-worth off how many exercises they do a week, a day, just off their exercise routine. And it's when someone is never ever satisfied with their own physical achievements come on guys we gotta build that self-love come on come on 
Other signs include being tired all the time, being prone to injury, and losing that happy and joyous feeling that you had when you exercised. So now it's more like a A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chore. A dreaded chore. So other signs that you're overexercising include if you have extended muscle soreness. So after a workout, muscle soreness should last for three to four days maximum. And if it's going over that, then that is a good indicator that overexercising is happening. Another sign is if you have a decreased immune system, you're getting sick more than usual. Another sign is if you get tired really early in your workouts. So this is premature muscle fatigue. And this is usually a sign that something is wrong. Another sign is hitting performance declines. So you may notice that you're not improving and progressing in your workouts. And this could be a sign that you are pushing your body too far and too fast. Another sign is an increase in your resting heart rate. Frequent exercise should lower a person's resting heart rate. But over-exercising can actually do the opposite. And this is actually indicating that there's a cardiovascular change. Another sign that you may be over-exercising is going against your doctor's advice about how much you should be exercising. You have lost the motivation. You're constantly thinking about exercise. You're logging your run times, your exercise routines, or the calories burned. Some people may just try to track how many calories they're eating and what workouts they're doing as a as a way to show their progress and that's completely fine nothing wrong with that at all it's always great to look back and see how far you've come but if someone is using these tracking systems in order to make sure that they are eating what they believe is appropriate for how much they've exercised and 
And by having these tracking systems is their way to make sure that they do this. Otherwise, they're going to hate on themselves and make everything a really hard time for them. Then that is where the issue is. So in terms of a diagnosis, there's actually no clear way of identifying whether or not you have an exercise addiction. However, the following six criteria that I'm going to mention relate to the general characteristics that occur in all addictive behaviors. So number one criteria is salience, which just means to be particularly noticeable or important, being prominent. So this relates to exercising because exercise becomes salient, meaning it becomes the most important aspect of a person's life. Criteria number two is conflict. So this usually occurs between the person that is over-exercising and people in their lives due to the compulsive exercising. But you can also relate the conflict to the self-conflict that this person is having in their head. Too much exercise equals too much stress equals the struggle with mental health when exercise cannot be done and all of the self-worth is relying on exercising to feel any sort of love towards yourself. So if you're struggling with over-exercising, you're actually having conflict in your own head as well, which is not good. So criteria number three is euphoria. People experiencing that high euphoric feeling when they exercise. Criteria number four is tolerance, and that's when people feel the need to increase exercise levels to keep experiencing the psychological effects. It's like many addictions, you know, when, for example, uh, oh, when they say that you have to have either coffee breaks or people start to have more coffee because the body has become so used to having this coffee and having this amount that it soon doesn't make an effect on you as it did before having coffee. Fun fact, by the way, there has been, don't quote me on this, but there has been some sort of research done about people that have no coffee at all and people that have a lot of coffee. So the people that don't have any coffee actually perform the same amount and like as well as people that have coffee. They were still as concentrated and as focused and as energized. So pretty much the study showed that people that don't have coffee function as well as people that do have coffee but if you love the taste of coffee just like me then that's why we're having it but yeah just a fun fact for you and then I guess if you don't have the coffees you don't get the headaches when you don't have it or you don't suddenly go on a low when you don't have it I don't know that happened to me more when I was overly drinking coffee like an insane amount now I'm good now I'm good now I'm good But back to the point, if you become tolerant to the coffee, just like if you become tolerant to the exercise, then these people feel the need to exercise even more to start feeling that coffee again. I mean exercise, but it works in both scenarios, so there you go. There's a great example from me. Criteria number five is withdrawal symptoms. So this is when people start to get really irritable and anxious and just feeling all of these unpleasant feelings once their exercise is reduced or they're not exercising at the time. Just like that headache that you get when you don't have the coffee. But hey guys, I hope you're proud because I used to have like, I'm not even joking, insane amounts of coffee that like, okay, I'll fess up. I used to have coffees that were like 
instant coffees. Yuck, I couldn't have instant coffees anymore. Sorry. Of like three to five tablespoons, tablespoons of instant coffee with a shit ton of sugar. This was back in my lovely eating disorder days when I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I would rely on coffee to stay awake because I was so tired all the time. And I wonder why, because I was binging and purging and not looking after my body and my mind. (sighs) Anyway, so I'd have like literally maybe between three to five a day. And after I had them, I would be sprinting around the medical center when I worked there. And the doctors would be like, Ali, stop. Oh my gosh. And just thinking I was insane which I was and so I definitely know what the feeling of withdrawals to coffee was it was unbearable headaches anger anxiety tiredness everything was just falling back into place so what did I do I had another coffee great it's really great for me isn't it nah but now I only have one maybe two a day but I try to avoid that because not going back to Ali Instant Coffee, Speedy Gonzalez days. I'll let that one sit on you. Literally three to five tablespoons. I have a video somewhere to prove it. Criteria number six is relapse. This is when people try to reduce their exercise levels, but then return to the earlier patterns of that excessive exercising behaviors. But just like an eating disorder, if you relapse, you can also recover again, okay? I have a whole episode on relapsing and why you shouldn't fear it. So how can compulsive exercise be treated? Of course, you can go to the therapist or work on a lot of self-love. Always self-love advocate. Self-love will always be key. Or a therapist. And other treatment includes treating your injuries that you were avoiding to treat and heal because you still want to exercise. But remember, if you exercise on an injury, you will only make it worse. And then the period that you're not able to exercise will increase even longer. Then another treatment is also finding alternative exercise plans, recovering from the linked conditions This includes the eating disorders, the depression, the obsessive compulsive disorder, which is OCD. And having nutrition counselling and education about over-exercising. And hopefully this podcast. Hey. And so to help stop the over-exercising, you can try to exercise with your family, your friends, your partner, just someone else. So you're like accountability partners in a workout sense so your exercise partner can then help prevent you from over exercising they'll help be the balance that you need and also give you the interactions that you've possibly been avoiding and isolating yourself from in order to exercise so in this case you can then have fun whilst you exercise with someone that you have fun with you can try to take days off in between your exercises obviously that is easier said than done But if you put that conscious effort and keep working on it, even if you do slightly shorter exercises, that is a great start. Even if it's 10 minutes shorter, start somewhere and just make that conscious effort to change what you know is affecting you negatively. You can try to find new ways to deal with your stress and your anxiety and new ways to cope with your problems. So 
Meditation is a great one. Also, all of the self-loving tips. Find that self-worth elsewhere, not just your physical shape. You can talk to someone that you trust and they'll be able to support you. Another way that will help you stop over-exercising is to redefine what exercise means to you. So, for example, maybe you've considered exercising simply going to the gym and doing whatever it is that you do at the gym. So if you redefine what exercise is, you will realize that you're actually doing a lot more exercise than you think. Or you can add these other forms of exercises into your routine. So other exercises could be like going for a walk, doing housework, and playing Nintendo Switch Sport. Slay. Another tip is to do some mind work. So instead of beating yourself down on the days off that you have from working out, you can remind yourself that you're actually giving your body the rest that it needs. You can then be excited and look forward to the next workout that you have rather than dreading it as your must, unfortunately, do. Give yourself something to look forward to and you want to rewire your brain. Start having your mind think differently and more positively about working out. And no, we're going deeper than just saying positive thoughts about burning off the calories by working out, okay? We're going deeper than that. And those deeper reasons include the ones I talked about at the beginning, about, you know, your happy endorphins, that the benefits to your mental health and physical health if you're exercising at appropriate amounts. And of course, my favorite, the reduce of stress and anxiety. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you ever just been like furious, like at the edge of your seat, just so mad about something ridiculous and then you go for a walk and then you rationalize up and you realized that you just had a crazy moment and everything is okay? Well, same here. And if you haven't tried the technique of going for a walk and just getting some fresh air when you're mad or anxious or just whatever, do it now. It is awesome. It is really great just to get out there and get outdoors, get some fresh air and happiness and to move your body and go for a walk. And then once you start to rewire your brain and have continually put this different mindset into your head about exercising, it's going to start coming more naturally and more easily and more automatic. And then these past thoughts that you've had that have been unhelpful to you about exercising, including like you must exercise to eat. No, will be so far gone that they're irrelevant. They're irrelevant now, but they'll be irrelevant in your head soon enough. Trust the process. Trust your capability. 
and trust me that you rock and you can do anything that you set your mind to. Another tip is to make sure that you are eating well and nourishing your body. So you want to have an appropriate amount of calories that is going to match and balance out how active you are. You want to make sure that you're having a lot of water as well as this will help ease your muscle pain. Make sure you're getting that sleep too. We love sleep. Remember, sleep equals energy. It's also important to know that more isn't necessarily better. This is because having rest days allows your muscles to rebuild and repair stronger. And it gives your mind time to rest as well. It gives your mind time to focus on other aspects of your life. It gives you time to focus on your self-love and self-care. And yes, if you're doing exercise appropriately, that is part of self-loving and self-caring. Yes. But there are so many other things that you could be doing as well. And this also includes spending time with the ones you love or reading a book or meditating. You cannot meditate whilst you're running on the treadmill. Your, your eyes need to be closed and you need to be in the present moment. You need time to take part of all of these awesome recipes that I will be sharing. And you just need your downtime. It is okay to have some rest time where you just simply relax. Take a bubble bath. Listen to me. Listen to a podcast. Do something that is actually relaxing and considered downtime. You've knocked off everything on your list and it is time to reward yourself. Use it as a reward system. And no, sleeping, yes, it is rest, but that does not count as your rest and down time. Make time for yourself to be calm and relaxed and to reset. Not just while you sleep, okay? Remember that our body and our minds are connected and we need both of them energized, refreshed and reset to function properly. We have to look after them both. So if you are over-exercising in order to allow yourself to eat or to feel good about yourself, we need to grow that self-love because you are so much more than what you look like and what your body looks like, okay? And if you were trying to recover from an eating disorder, so maybe you're not vomiting anymore but you're over-exercising, I'm very, very, very so proud of you that you are not vomiting anymore because that is hard. That is really, really hard. And you should be very proud of yourself too. But if it is moving to this other stage where you are now over-exercising, you've almost just redirected where the unhealthy habits lie and the unhealthy thought patterns too. Because if you are telling yourself that you need to exercise in order to eat then there are still some underlying negative thoughts that you were having about yourself. If you can't give yourself a rest day, if you are depending on exercise to eat and you are only cutting yourself some slack if you have exercised, always, always, always back yourself up no matter what. If you make a mistake, that is okay. Acknowledge your mistake and learn from your mistake. Realize how you can improve and then try that next time. You need to always have your back, even through your dark times, even at your faults, even if you miss one damn exercise. Yes, it is great if you have a constant routine of exercising, but if it is making you put yourself down and saying negative things about yourself and feeling down whenever you haven't exercised, 
then that needs to stop because you should always back yourself up and you should always love yourself no matter what. Maybe if you didn't even go and work out this one day because you thought, I would rather watch this show. I can't be bothered. Okay, next time, go work out and look excited to watch the show after. Use the show as your motivation. If you realized after you stayed home and just watch your show instead, and now you've realized that it would have actually been a good idea to go to the gym or exercise before you watch the show. Now you can either put yourself down for this and say, oh, I'm fucking lazy, I'm this, that, God damn it! like, no. You can either do that or you can say, okay, well, I've obviously missed that happy and motivating feeling that I get when I go to the gym. I've missed that and I've acknowledged that it actually makes me feel good. So I'll go do that next time. I had a nice resting day. Great. That was a great episode of the show. But I would have actually rather watched that show once I got home and exercised as well. And isn't that even better if you get to now realize that you actually enjoy the feeling you get when you exercise that you're not actually looking at exercising as a chore but you love that feeling that comes with it sure maybe during the workout it is intense and it is tiring and it's puffing you out but those happy endorphins that get released during and after your workout especially after you're like yes i did that i feel great and i cannot wait to do it again That is a great feeling. How rewarding. So you've learned more about yourself, what you enjoy doing. Go find that exercise routine that you actually like doing. If you don't like going to the gym, go try a different sport. Just keep experimenting. Keep trying new things. Keep stepping out of your comfort zone and keep trying to find what it is that is actually going to make you enjoy doing what you're doing. And if you can identify that you're exercising just as a chore specifically just to change what your body looks like or because you're unhappy with what your body looks like we need to find deeper and healthier and happier motivation something that is going to excite you to go when you're feeling lazy to go or when you want to watch that movie like put sure watch that movie but you also want to have that happy feeling that you get when you exercise so get them both done Enjoy them both. Do what makes you happy. And you want to enjoy and be happy when you exercise. So we need to find the way that makes you feel happy to exercise. Because when you're happy, you will be motivated. So if you're looking for a way to experiment and try all these different sports, you should try multi-sports with friends. This not only helps you rebuild those relationships again, but it's an opportunity for you to try a different sport every week. And then by the end of the tournament, You can choose what you'd like to focus on afterwards. And then you can do that as a sport. You can do that as a fun activity with your friends. Up to you. But if you're looking for a way to try and experiment different sports, that's my suggestion. And speaking of, I have to go to my multi-sport. Last week, I know I said on the podcast that I was doing frisbee, but turns out that's this week. They changed it last minute. Everyone got there expecting frisbee and we ended up playing netball and I shot several hoops it was really exciting it was really fun and it took me back to my glory days of playing netball and honestly it is that cold that I am hesitating to go to sport but then I remember what am I focusing on I'm literally making a podcast on it today 
that good feeling that you get when you exercise. So even if I just stand there on the court and smile and wave to people, I still attended. I can give myself a participation award and I can see other people and I can get outdoors and refresh because I've been inside all day because of the freezing cold. It's time to take the Udi off. Oh my God. Wish me luck. So your homework from today's episode, if you do anything and you're trying to find some sort of exercise that makes you happy, go and book a multi-sport group with your friends. It will be so much fun and I guarantee you will have a good time. Even if you don't like the sport that's on that week, you still get to run around with your friends or your family, whoever it is, and experience nature and have fun. It doesn't matter if you drop the ball. It doesn't matter if you kick someone in the shin, like I have. Because you were stepping out of your comfort zone, you were trying something new, and that is what you should focus on. You can do it. I'll be cheering you on on the sidelines. You'll be like, how the heck did she know where I was? And I'll I'll find a way, okay? Anyway, that is all for today. Thank you for listening. Remember that exercise is a great thing, but just like anything, if you abuse it, it will turn into a bad thing. And we don't want that because exercise is fun. And if you're looking for that fun activity that you enjoy whilst exercising so that you actually feel motivated and have a good time whilst doing it, multi-sport is my big suggestion of today's episode. Go get a group of people and go have a, a fun blast of a time. Speaking of, I really do have to go. But don't worry, I'm not going to leave without doing the greatest invention of all time. I've said that like every week, so that's something I'm proud of. I'm coming up with really fun, loving and exciting Eat With Ali ideas, okay? So thank you. Hope you enjoyed. Love you all. (laughs) And remember to eat with Ali.